thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the under-churched, uh, often unreached people. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did, and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Afri Christ, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you're listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to our podcast, and I'm very thankful that you're listening to us today. And we continue our series of Fear Not. This is part two, and we're going to see the power of humility through our discussions as we go through. And I pray that the Lord will bless us even as we go through it. Now, as we continue to explore our theme of how to deal with being faced with a bad report, let us review briefly the resulting emotions we listed Two episodes ago. But before we get started, let me, st- let me thank you for downloading our podcast. Some of you are on the blog, some of you are on the podcast. Now please refer us to your friends, family, co-workers, and especially the young people. We are especially interested in reaching them using the tools and the methods that they love to use so much, and they are really good at. We can be found literally anywhere on the internet. Just Google AfriChrist Prayer Ministry or pick us up on um, wherever you listen to your podcast. We also have a free downloadable container app for your convenience for both Apple iOS, iPhone and iPad and also Android phones and tablets. Just go on their um, respective uh, stores. For those with favorite podcast apps, we are on all major apps worldwide. And that includes um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Alexa, iHeartRadio, Player FM, uh, Listen Notes, Samsung Podcasts, Podchaser, um, Boomplay. We, we are now on Boomplay. This one originates in Africa and it's good for people in Africa because it helps them to download during the times when data is less expensive And it's uh, originally from Nigeria, but it's all over Africa. We appreciate all the different countries, especially at this time I like to mention India, where we are getting a lot of new listeners, and we are very grateful to you. Please keep referring to all those people, all those Christians, even non-Christians in India. And I know the word of God will go forth. We appreciate you all. Please, 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 wherever you listen, it doesn't matter. Just don't forget to hit the subscribe button. That way you'll be notified of new episodes automatically, okay? So now let us look at our list of seven possible emotions elicited by a bad report as we saw in in the beginning of the series. But they are not all the emotions, but these are the ones we picked on. Anxiety, 
lonesomeness, which is different from loneliness. Number three is helplessness. Number four is humility. Uh, Number five, believing the reality of God's assurance. Number six, actually feeling God's presence. And number seven, learning to let go and let God. You may be surprised that some of these may sound or feel uh, contradictory, but they really are not. It just shows the different emotions that we may go through as we go through hard times in our lives. Okay, now in part one, we went through the emotions one and two, and three, that is anxiety, lonesomeness, and helplessness. We also explain the difference between lonesomeness and loneliness. For the sake of time, I encourage you to listen to the episode or read the notes on our accompanying blog at www.prayingwithimpact.com. That is prayingwithimpact.com as one word. Now, in this episode, Fear Not Part 2, we will deal with emotion number four, and that's the only one we're going to deal with. And then in part three, we will finish uh, this series with emotions five, six, and seven above. Now, again, I encourage you to go to our blog. You'll see all those listed. Or you can just listen in the last episode, okay? We have separated humility uh, from everything else because this emotion provides the key of entry to the throne of grace, as we shall see below, okay? Now, First Peter 5 6 through 7 says this Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he cares for you okay let's go through that again so you can see each one of those therefore humble yourselves humble humility under the mighty hand of God the hand of God remember in Psalms 23 and Psalms uh, 91 that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. In other words, stop worrying, put it on him, trust in him, for he cares for you, as we shall see uh, when we, we go to the story of paralytic again. He actually cares for us. Now, let us start this episode with a deeply meaningful but imaginary scenario, okay? In order to get the full meaning, let's look at both of our Fear Not episode series 1 and 2, the uh, header graphics. See, that's why I like to put header graphics on these uh, episodes so that you can visualize what our story is or our theme is, okay? So I want you to look at them if you're able to, or you can look at them later on and you'll see what I mean. You'll see that it all starts with Psalm 23, then it goes Psalm 91, and then finally, in this one, it goes into um, Jesus and the paralytic story, okay? So now, let me take you through a story. Imagine, I want you to put on your imaginary hat on your head and then just close your eyes if you can and listen to me. Hopefully I'll do it well, okay? Imagine you're David walking through this valley called Psalm 23. There's a dark and evil shadow cast by a spirit called fear of death. But you, David, the sojourner, the traveler, believe and say to yourself that you fear no evil because the Lord is with you. You boldly keep walking on. With humility, you relinquish your knowledge of the route of your path to the Lord as your guide and protector. 
According to 1 Peter 5:6 through 7, you cast all your cares upon him under his mighty hand. You now see another mountain as you move on with a brightly shining light. It's a light that evil cannot extinguish. It's bright and its brightness also casts a shadow into a, the valley beneath. And now you prophetically see the fulfillment of Psalms 91 and you see yourself dwelling in this secret place of the most high you know it says this he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty you are humbled see remember in Psalm 23 David says that even though he walks through the shadow of the valley of death you know it's like this death is casting a shadow he fears no evil but now in psalm 91 we see another shadow but it's from a bright shining light of the lord okay and it strengthens you it humbles you and you're strengthened to move on come what may you may be going through a sickness you may be going through a, a court battle you may be going through a job battle whatever it is you are strengthened now because you see the shining light on the top of this other mountain and the shadow under which you now walk has transformed from the shadow of death when you are under the shadow of death or fear or whatever the arm of the lord the hand of the lord was leading you on you couldn't see anything but you felt this hand of the lord that's psalm 23 that's what david was talking about but then as you go into psalm 91 the other shadow as things are starting to transform you see yourself now this shadow is different it is psalm 91 i encourage you to read psalm 91 and you'll understand it differently than you ever did before now you are father humbled by the care promised in 1 peter 5 6 through 7 god's grace is sufficient Okay for you according to 2 Corinthians 12:9 grace is the unmerited often undeserved favor that God makes available to all of us in other words you don't have to worry about what you did or what didn't do because it's grace showered unto you as we shall see in the story of the paralytic again However, the book of James also says this that when we express humility, which is the key to grace, is given to us. In addition to being lifted up from whatever pit we find ourselves, but he gives more grace. Therefore it says this, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So you see there's an opposition of God here. You don't come to him with your pride. You don't come to him with what you have done, who you are. You have to drop that pride and let him lift you up with humility. The key is humility. We have to drop any of that pride that we may have so that God's grace may take over. If we don't, it will not. What is your pride? Is it your money? Is it your education? is it your possessions or status in society or even church denomination see many of us you know worship the denomination not the lord of the denomination and that's where the difference is you have to worship jesus 
the Lord of all lords. It's not the denomination. It's not what you do for your church, for your denomination. It's what you are in him, Christ, okay? It's the fidelity or simply the faithfulness to the pure word of God that counts. So let's look at James 4.10. It says this, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will do what? He will exalt you or lift you up. When you humble yourself, when you drop that pride, he will lift you up because now you are humble, knowing that you need him and he is the only one who is acting through you, not your knowledge, not your money, not your whatever it is that you've been hanging on and worshiping. Again, we see more of God's grace being opened up in full when we humble ourselves. In 2 Corinthians, actually says it very well. Humility teaches us how to repent of anything, first of which is pride. That pride, it keeps us distant from God. God and pride don't go together. We have seen that the Bible says in Hebrews, it is a scary thing to fall into the hands of the mighty God. Put your pride down. And then God will lift you up in humility. That keeps us distant from him. But humility allows God's forgiveness to freely flow. And the healing that we need goes on beyond even the individual, you. It flows to the whole land. The onus of this to happen is upon us who believe. Or that inner power that is embedded in humility, when we drop that pride, is on us who believe, and we shall see a scripture to that. So, you as a believer, remember that you carry the key according to scripture. However few that we may be, God is not dependent on our numbers. However small we may be, however unknown we may be, however poor we may be, God is not dependent on that. It is the fidelity or the purity of his word in you that is going to work. Let's read this in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. It says this, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Get rid of this pride and humble yourself before a mighty God and then the onus of the power of his word is on us, on you. As a believer, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what the other people think they have. It doesn't matter what your oppressor thinks they have. There is a way God disarms all those. In fact, the Bible says that he disarmed them and made a, uh, made a show of them. We saw that also in the, uh, in the book of Exodus where the Pharaoh had everything. The children of Israel had nothing. But guess what? The same water which provided them a wall on one side and a wall on the other side of protection is the same water that uh, made mud in the pathway of the Pharaoh and their chariots that they could not move. Their chariots started losing hold. Then this same water is what was used to drown them. So don't ever worry about what the enemy has or what your opponent has. It does not matter. As long as you trust in God, he will use the same circumstances or the same elements around you 
to protect, to lead, to guide you, and then those same elements to drown the enemy in his own pride. And those same things that the enemy uses to take what you have, to kill, to steal, and to destroy are the same elements God will use to lift you up, okay? Whatever the enemy has used against you, God will use. So look around. Those things that the enemy is using, you realize that they are for you to use to be lifted up and glorify God the Father, God the Son, okay? That's why he says here, Pray, humble yourselves, and seek his face, and turn from your wicked ways. Then he will hear from heaven, and he will do what? Forgive their sin, and heal their land. Okay? We may recall Abraham's conversation with God. You know, remember before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah? You know, Abraham went through this conversation with God. Abraham did not want the city to be destroyed because he knew that there were some righteous people there. So he kept push, pushing the number. That's in uh, Genesis 18, 23 to 33. You can read it. He kept pushing the threshold of destruction by questioning God. Would you destroy this place if there were 50 people? If there were 45? If there were 40? If there were 30? If there were 10, he kept pushing the number. But each time God said he would spare the city on account of those righteous people. You are that important to God. He will save a nation. He will save a city. He will save a family. He will save a people. He will save a business because of the few righteous in them. Okay? This brings us to the final scripture of this episode. It's going to be a short episode for the simple reason that I want you to go back and really think through, pray through, uh, let it sink down in you, whatever you are going through. Go back through these scriptures. Go on our blog and look at them and pray unto God. Humble yourself. Put your pride aside, whatever pride you may have. I do not care what position you hold. Put the pride on the floor. Stamp over it and walk with the mighty hand of God lifting you up, okay? This brings us to this final scripture. It's in Mark 2, starting at verse 4. This is the story of the paralytic. When you have gone through the valley of the shadow of death, as in Psalm 23, and then you enter into the valley of the secret place of the Almighty, that's Psalm 91, you then experience the hand of God, as in 1 Peter chapter 5, through forgiving healing and caring hands of Jesus. That is what the paralytic received in Mark chapter 2. When we go through these valleys of life, God always raises up people in our path. He may lift up some people around that you never even expected. These are the intercessors who God has anointed for your uh, situation. For the paralytic, there were these four friends who went all the way and took the ceiling off the roof and everything so that they may lower their friend in front of Jesus. Read that chapter and look at it in a spiritual sense. Pray and ask God to show you the spiritual nature of it. Forget the uh, mechanics of it, uh, taking off the roof and doing this and lowering the man and the bed and all that. 
take, take it in in a spiritual sense and you'll see how powerful that is in relationship to what God is doing in your life, okay? God will bring these intercessors, those four men, when we are at our weakest. The Bible says he is strong for us through even others around us as it was in this uh, in this situation, the man was weak. He was paralyzed. He could not move himself. But he sh- Jesus showed himself strong. God showed himself strong through these intercessors, through these friends who lifted him up on his bed and lowered him before Christ. I know I've said this before in the last few podcasts, but I want it to sink down. See, many times we rush through series. We rush through the Bible and never get get the uh, uh, what God wants us to really understand in these stories that he gives us okay now let's read 2nd Corinthians 12 9 through 11 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 through 11 he says this but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Why? Because it's not your own strength. It's the strength of God. Christ is the strength of God. Now you start riding on. When you are weak, when people think they got you, uh, they got you surrounded. When people have taken all you ever had and what God had given you, and they have taken it away from you, that's when your your strength comes through. I like to give this example. Yes, it's not a political issue, but I like to give the example of uh, Ukraine, <laughs> the Pharaoh of our day surrounded these people miles and miles of trucks they were put on the border of ukraine and it was planned that in three weeks it shall be overrun it's going on a year 24th february this year so in a few days in a couple of weeks it's going to be a year what he thought he could do in a week he cannot do in a year those same guns that were put on the Ukrainians, they are the same guns being used to run the enemy out. God raised up nations. He made NATO become uh, even more cohesive that they helped these people because these people were valiant. Be valiant, my friend, in your situation. God will bring those people that you need God will bring the people that you need. You will be provided with the help that you need from unexpected sources. He will make those people who you never expected will come to your help, come to help you. It could be on your job. And the same manager who you thought was against you will be the one standing and saying, "Uh uh-uh, not that one. Okay? So he provides friends who will carry our cases the intercessors who will carry our bed right before Jesus as the, as the friends of the paralytic did. The four 
the ones who will go out of their way to dismantle the roof that is hovering over you, the darkness that's over you, the sickness that's covering over you. He will provide the doctors. He will provide the hospital. He will provide the medicine. Whatever it is. See, the Bible says that everything on earth and its fullness is his. So he's going to use anything before you. Things that you least expected. That's why I tell Christians, do not put down medication. Do not put down what God has used for you to walk naturally on this earth. You know, someone was coming to me, oh, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in me- you know, this medicine, I just have faith, and blah, 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 blah. And this person was talking to me wearing glasses. I said, give me those glasses. You don't need them. Just... We walk by faith, not by sight, right? Is that what God meant? Give me them glasses. He was like, I need them to see, to, so I can read the word. I said, aha, uh-huh, there you go. You don't even know what you're talking about. God uses man and the wisdom that he puts in man to create things. That's why you were born without shoes, but now you wear shoes, right? Why do you wear shoes? Why don't you by faith? Walk over all these rocks and everything bare feet. Hello? So, let us not put down what God has used here on earth. Jesus used the bed because those men could have just carried him with their hand, bare hands. But they used the bed for him to lay, even comfortably before Jesus Christ, so that he may heal him. Okay? So, the friends of the paralytic are going to come in your situation. I don't know what it is that you have. I don't know what your bed is. I don't know who your friends he will raise. And when I say friends, they don't have to be four people. It could be one person, but he uses the power of four. It could be 20 people, but they come in groups of fours. Whatever it is, don't be uh, sidelined by numbers. It is what God is going to do with the people, okay? So in Mark 2, we see that Jesus first cleansed the table by forgiving. Remember earlier we talked about he forgives my sins? He cleansed the table by forgiving the man of any sins committed. Because he's interested in what we are going through, not what we did. It's not our works. It's not our, uh, our sin that he's interested in. He's interested to make you whole. Because what did the Bible say? The enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come to give life and give it what? More abundantly. This is part of the abundant life that God brings. He cleanses your table. That's why he told the woman uh, who was being stoned that I also do not accuse you. But then he told her this, sin no more. What does that mean? Do you realize that he shows that he had uh, forgiven this lady of her sin, of adultery? Because he told her, sin no more. In other words, what you had done previously will not count against you, but do what? Sin no more. That's how God wants to treat us. Not based on our past, but about where we are now and what we are going through in the future. So in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says this, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we may become the righteousness of God in him. See that? Anytime we come before Jesus, 
the one who knew no sin, he becomes sin for us. He takes it away from us so that we become righteous of God in him. That's why we say in the name of Jesus when we pray. So that God does not see our sinfulness, but instead sees the righteousness of Christ in us. Because now we are in Christ Jesus. Look at all these uh, scriptures that I gave you. It's going to show that we are the righteousness of Christ. He is depending on us because he says that if my people who are called by my name may come before me in humility, he will forgive our sins and do what? Heal the land. He forgives the sin and then heals. That's how God works. Let us understand the the word of God in its pureness, in its fidelity, so that we do not get confused by what we see out here. Okay, God does not let our past get in the way of his unmerited favor, or which is grace. Your portion of grace that you get from the Lord may be different than that of the paralytic. It may be different than mine, but it is grace nevertheless. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So let us fear not, for the Lord God is with us. Even in the lowest pit of our lives, whatever it may be. Look at that graphic. You're going to see Jesus receiving the paralytic. Actually, I did draw that graphic myself on the iPad. I think I did pretty good. huh? That was Jesus receiving the paralytic. He forgave the sin and then healed him. Isn't that what he has promised? That he will forgive our sins and heal our land? Do you see the pattern? Do you see how he works? He forgives the sin so that it gets out of the way. And then he heals whatever situation it is. Not just illness, but whatever situation it is. That's how God works. So let us fear not. For the Lord God is with us. Even in our lowest of pits that we may find ourselves. Including the ones that you yourself took yourself down under. He is there waiting to receive you with his strong arm. So let us pray now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord, thanking you, Father, that you take us through these valleys. Even though the initial valley may be the valley of the shadow of death, we see a mountain, Father, where there is a shining light of Psalm 91, and you cover us in the shadow of the Almighty, and it is so secret the enemy cannot get there. The enemy cannot find us because it's the secret place of the Most High. Father, in the name of Jesus, take us to that secret place. Father, in the name of Jesus, raise those friends, the four, the ones who are going to stand in the gap for us and lower us before Jesus. Let us realize that, Lord Heavenly Father, that because of the righteousness of Christ, which is promised to us in the book of Hebrews, that, Lord Heavenly Father, even as it is, it says in the Chronicles, that you shall heal the land. You shall heal beyond us, beyond our families, beyond our work uh, job, be, beyond anything around us, and heal the whole land because of the few. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you are reaching us where we are 
even as the paralytic was lowered in the pit you were there. So Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. Without you, oh God, we are nothing. It's not about us. It's not our riches. It's not our education. It's not what we have. But it's you, oh God. Because all those may cause us to be prideful. They are good, but many times we use them in pride, thinking, I am this, I am that. But Lord, Heavenly Father, you shall use the same tools that the enemy comes to destroy us to heal us because we have humbled ourselves before you. We humble ourselves under the mighty hand of our Lord and that Lord you may lift us up through this situation. Lift my brother, my sister out of the situation that they have presented to you. Provide for them, Father, those people who will help them to realize that they are there for them. They are interceding, Father. Father, I thank you for the healing that has gone on in our body, in my very body. Father, you've just healed me because there were those people who stood for me, with me, and you provided for me even those who will be with me after the healing, Father, because that's who you are, because you said, dear Lord Jesus, you came to give life and give it more abundantly. I expect even better and more abundant living after my healing in the name of Jesus, Father. I pray for all those who have called upon your name, who are calling upon your name even now. They may be sick. Someone may have told them, a lady just told me she's going to go through a double mastectomy. And Father, I pray for her. I know her and you know her. But above all, Father, your power, may it manifest that she may come up and know that it's not about the breasts, it's not about the uh, chemo, it's about Jesus. That Lord, Heavenly Father, you may heal her, even as she humbles herself before you. Heal her, forgive any sin that she may have done before. Because Father, that's how Jesus does. There is a healing, there is a forgiveness, they go hand in hand. I pray for her, I pray for all those who are sick, Father. Father, many times people say, it's, oh, I got the big C, the cancer. No, 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 no. There is the bigger C, Jesus Christ. The C in Christ is bigger than the C in cancer. So in the name of Jesus, Father, I stand here asking you that may the anointing, the anointing that's in the name of Jesus, go forth and heal your people, oh God. I myself I'm a professional healthcare provider. I know what I studied. I know I studied all these sicknesses and diseases and the healing and the medications, Father. But I know one thing. You are the one who gives the wisdom for those who made the medicines, for the doctors who do the healing, be they nurses, be they receptionists, whatever it is, Father, you create this environment of healing, Father. Because even for the paralytic, the Bible says that there were many people and that they couldn't even go through the door. But Lord Heavenly Father, you caused a few who were uh, uh, were wise enough to say, those things up there, they are man-made. We can 
take off the, uh, the, the roof and we can lower them down. Father, remove all those barriers, those man-made barriers, whatever they are. Some of them are in their minds. Father, pride, fear, whatever it is. Father, remove it that we may cause a healing in these people because it's all about you, Father. It's all about you, O oh God. So in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we glorify you that, Lord, you are healing not just the individual, but also the land, because we have humbled ourselves before a mighty God. Thank you, Father. Be glorified now and forever. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. My friends, thank you for listening in. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for referring other people. Please pass it on. See, I always say, a joke is not a good joke if you do not share it with other people. You can't just laugh forever by yourself. You have to share the joke, right? Many times I say, hey, if I eat a piece of cake that I really like, I like to share it with other people so that they may join into the chorus of, mmm, this tastes really good. Guess what? That's how the word of God is. It's like a joke. You have to share it for the power of the joke to show to bring laughter and joy to others, to bring healing to others. Share the word of God. Share our podcasts. Share our podcasts with other, to other people and encourage them to share. That's how God's word gets viral and people will be blessed and healed. So thank you. This is Sam Kawesa signing off and wishing you the best. God bless you. Love you.